What are you talking about? Yeah, funny little green ghouls. What? Like in movies and cartoons? What? Are... Oh, green ghouls, buddy! Don't write ghouls. I'm not. What up? This is Area Two One Five. I'm Sam Hot Vodka. This is Aaron the Two Inch Punisher. And we're here. We're here. We're doing it. We're starting high energy again. Ready? Woo! Woo! Ah, high yeah. energy. High Going. energy. Listen Going. to us. Woo! Um, I actually am very high energy because this is our first cult episode, and I'm super pumped about it. Aaron is very pumped about our cult episode. Not and- necessarily about this cult, though. This cult is like pretty. I'm gonna say interesting, but also like I'll give them a lot of credit. Like I'll be like, yeah, I'll nod my hat at them. Um, but like. I'm just excited that we're going to cover cults in general. That was not part of the contract. It's now in there. (laughs) It's written in. It is in the contract now. Super pumped. Well, the best part about it is seeing your range of emotions from the moment (laughs) we decided we were going to do this to now. Yeah, it was a lot. The beauty of seeing you like this is why we do these things. (laughs) Yeah, so we did like... I don't want to say it was like a listener's suggestion. It was a suggestion. It was it was somebody told us that there was a cult that came out of or lived in the Divine Lorraine Hotel. And immediately I was like, fuck yeah. And we were like, we could do this. Yes. Yeah. I think I called you and was like, did you know that the Divine Lorraine has the Divine Lorraine has a cult? Which the Divine Lorraine has been on our list of things to do because of paranormal activity. Uh, I we didn't... thought it was more haunted than it actually seems to be. Yeah. So, before we get into it, um, let's quick and talk about the drink that we have for today. Hell yeah. Cool. Um, all right, so... Well, I guess, actually, we should say, we're talking about Father Divine, the International Peace Mission, and the Divine Lorraine, and how they're all connected. A lot of this does have to do with the specific cult, not so much the building. So, this was this is our Father Divine drink. Father Divine, like like how you say it divine. in Germany, where it's actually wine. Father I, DeWine. I was going to come up with something clever where I was going to name this like the Divine Blood or something like that, Ugh. or Divine Sacrifice, or I don't know. I'll come up with something by the time this episode divine, releases. Divine Mission. Yeah. So um, still actually taking in from some listener suggestions you know, a couple people told us that when they thought of cults, they thought of wine and or vodka. So that's exactly what this is. We made a sangria, but brandy's for chumps. Brandy's for chumps. Fucking so, squares, nerds, losers. We put wine in, or we put douche canoes. <laughs> we put vodka in it. So without giving away too much, like I always tend to do, it's wine and vodka and a sangria, and there's a couple other special ingredients that make it. And I fucking hate sangria. It's a very um, juicy sangria. Yeah. Sometimes I, sangria has like a little bite to it. This one is straight juice. Like, this is a good time. Yeah, I can drink this, and I don't like sangria. I was waiting for both of us to be like, it's in the contract. We have to drink this. I brought it up here because I was like, I'm going to drink this. <laughs> <laughs> but I also just like love wine. And booze. So, yeah. like, this works. I'm surprised that it's as smooth as it is. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised it's not more sweet. Yeah. Yeah, we use canned wine, which was fun, on yeah. brand. Canned wine. I didn't know it existed. I'm kind of surprised when you sent me that. I was like, yeah, I know that exists. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm glad you you're and pumped. everybody else. <laughs> me and JP were like, we're the trashiest people we know, and we don't know anything about canned wine. I swear to God, they stole it from It's Always Sunny. 
They had to have. They had, they had to, to have. have. Somebody was like, that's a genius idea. And yeah. they started making it. I don't know if any of it is good, but this is fine. It tastes like juice. If you like crappy wine, you'll like it. I think the only criticism that I have towards myself about this is it probably needs a little bit more lemon juice. The, a little bit more lemon juice would be good, but I do want you to eat one of the apples because mm. it is very boozy. Fuck. The apples like held a lot of the vodka, I think. Oh my God, they did. They did. Yeah, it's what? a lot. All right, I don't want to. All right, well, on. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) By the end of this, we're going to be red lipped and like. Not if you drink your wine correctly, which I do not. How do you drink wine correctly? You're supposed to let it go past your teeth. There's ice in there. Well, I can choke. It's hard to do a sangria, but like wine. Never mind. I'm not going (laughs) to fucking sit here and explain how to drink. Yeah, do it just like you're deep throating. That's great. That's a good idea, Sam. Um, oh, shit. McAfee. No, my scan will not start. All right, so... <laughs> Get out of here, scanning. So again, we're we're talking about the Divine Lorraine and Father Divine and his cult. We started, you know, trying to figure out what was going on with the Divine Lorraine as a whole. I don't know if many people know this. It's one of the oldest hotels in Philadelphia, and it is still functioning as an apartment building right now so i started with the divine lorraine hotel.com and then i ended up going to like a couple encyclopedias and then i should have just gone to this first but i ended up on god in a rolls god in a rolls royce the rise of father divine madman menace or messiah by josh hosher that's a lot of um what do they call that Alliteration? A lot of alliteration. Really hard for me to say. Yeah. Um, we're recording later in the day. I had a full day of work today, so um, I might be a little slurry. But yeah, my other, uh, just to double back to the resources <laughs> here, um, I said it was a surprising thing that I never read God in a Rolls Royce because it is a very like well-known book. Okay. That, like, I, I'm sure it'll ring a bell for a listener or two. Uh, and then also Blessing Flowing Free, the Father Divine Peace Mission Movement in Harlem, New York City, 1932 to 1941. They did function in New York for most of their time. He basically came down to he came down to Philly for like a pretty good reason. But that one's by Roma Penelope Barnes. And then I also was on the Peace Mission website, which is peacemissioninfo.com. Cool. Or peacemission.info. Sorry. But yeah, like I said, the Lorraine apartments were constructed uh, like why? Like it was 1892 to 1894. Took mm. a really long time to do. It was this guy Willis G. Hale. He wanted to be. He wanted to build some of the like largest, most lavish apartment buildings in Philadelphia. Like that was his dream, and this is one of the ones that he created. It's located on North Broad Street. It's actually right up the street from Love City Brewery. Come hang out. That's, We're brewing a bunch of new beer. It's gonna be cool. It's such a weird dream. Yeah, yeah. Especially at this time, it was like a really weird time for people to be like creating architecture because it was kind of like things were changing so rapidly. And he chose a late Victorian style, which was like going out of style. Mm-hmm. But it is currently one of the most well-preserved apartment buildings in the city. And it initially attracted some of Philadelphia's richest uh, residents. They were basically, a lot of them benefited from the Industrial Revolution, which was... So they like came from New York down here, and they're like, "We're gonna live in this fancy ass place." Kind of like what they're doing now. Yeah, so they, a lot of them moved because they didn't want to pay serving staffs. Okay. And in this apartment building, there was no need for like a private servant. A lot of these 
people would just rely on people who were getting paid low wage, paid low wages by the apartment building Mm -hmm. and not themselves. So they had like this like serving staff that they didn't have to pay. So they were like, we're moving from New York to Philadelphia, which like, um, but at the time of its erection, I forgot I changed that word. (laughs) (laughs) At the time of its erection, it was a 10 story building. Um, and that was like, not a, that was like, crazy high at the time they didn't really understand how to like build high buildings mm-hmm. for a while because uh, it's kind of hard to keep something that's that fucking high standing up it makes sense also like getting all the materials up there as you're building it i feel like is also a challenge but i'm not a builder so. and and this was like the first high rise in philadelphia so it was like the first time we'd ever done that here i don't know why i just burped away from the microphone <laughs> just burping ever stopped me there. <laughs> Uh, but the Lorraine was one of the few Victorian-esque architectural feats that lasted beyond the Great Depression. This dude, Willis, actually, he made, like, a, I think i talk about it a little later, but he made a whole bunch of other buildings, and this was the only one that Philly decided to conserve. Yeah. Like, they were like, this is the only one that we're keeping. Um, but in nineteen in 1900, they, the apartment building was bought, and it became the Lorraine Hotel. Mm-hmm. It soon became um, the first integrated hotel in in Philadelphia with help of Father Divine um, in 1948 uh, for just shy of five hundred thousand dollars, which like eighteen or, or 1948 money. Jesus fucking Christ! That's a lot of money. That's like a shitload of yeah. money. Um, he bought the hotel and renamed it after himself. He actually did this with a couple properties. He would buy a hotel with a name like Lorraine mm-hmm. and then put Divine in front of it. Weird. He did that. Yeah. He has like a couple like Divine something hotels. I wish I wrote the names of them down, but I did not. Divine um, Hampton Inn. There's a <laughs> Divine La Quinta. <laughs> Divine Sheridan. <laughs> Divine double tree. All right, we're done. <laughs> um, Divine feather nest in. Ooh. Actually, never mind. I'll tell you this later. <laughs> um, but he had this specific uh, rule for the whole place. Like his policy overall was that anybody who was to live there had to reflect his own religious understanding i'm gonna say because that's pretty much all it is i would say like life philosophy but it's also like heavily religious that it's like a little bit hard to separate from any part of his own religion okay so it's like like you can live here but i'm gonna force feed you but you gotta follow my rules yeah yeah um but my he house, was my rules. he was super adamant that they be open to all races, religions, sex, and genders, but they all, again, had to follow the rules of the peace movement. Yeah. Which, we'll talk about those fucking crazy things later. Crazy things! Those rules, dude! Woo! Woo! So Father Divine is a whole... He was um, a black man who was about 5'2". He maintained a super dope mustache for most of his life, and he always dressed, like, to the nines. Like, he'd wear, like, super nice suits all the time, and he had super neatly combed hair. Like, he al- he was always... I don't want to say camera-ready, because he wasn't, like, out there trying to, like, do press shit. He was kind of, like, reserved and, like, just wanted to, like, function as his own thing. No, but, like, always but, like, presentable. But, like, he was always presentable. He's like, church best. best. All the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, he that's was like, care. That's like I knew somebody who was like, I'm never. Go- I don't go outside in my sweatpants because 
someone might see me. Yeah. Yeah. God forbid the one person I don't want to run into sees me. So if you're always dressed up nice, everybody will always see you looking your best. Oh, yeah. Like for a black man in the 1940s to be walking around dressing well is like a bitter. It's like a great way to climb a social ladder is to like be constantly presentable and in the eyes of like what white people standards are white people standards yeah. are yeah so he was like a super charismatic dude he emotionally moved people i mean he was a fucking preacher like yeah he spoke rhythmically utilizing like word blends making up words like his sermons were like super encaptivating like not sure if it's because people were confused because he did uh, i have a little snippet of one of his sermons later and it's like he does the same thing that a lot of cult leaders do, which is he's like, I'm just going to run your brain in circles until you tire out and then just listen to the end of the sentence. Well, you also said he made up his own language, and I feel like that's also something that cult leaders do. Yeah, he like he didn't make up his own language, but he would like put words together that like weren't actually words. Putting new meaning to, to new words. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he was likely born George Baker around 1876 in either Georgia or Maryland. Um, but Weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, birth records at the time weren't really great for a lot of uh, black folk because a lot of birth records and marriage records and very important dates were written in family Bibles because it was one of the only things that like people could move around with. Mm-hmm. Like at any rate, it was something that like kind of started, I mean, didn't kind of, it started with enslaved people where they were only allowed to own one book and it was the Bible. And that's where you record all your dates. So there's a lot of people even to this day that the only record of their birth is in a family Bible. Yeah. So like birth records are just fucking hard to find for especially people who are children of formerly enslaved peoples. Yeah. But early research did say that his mother was probably this person, Nancy Baker, um, who passed away in 1897. So, like, dude was just, like, out and about doing his fucking thing as, like, a kind of young chap. If he was monitored, it was only for his, like, formative years. Okay. Um, That was a bat. Whatever. Um, We don't really know much else about him, but some people thought he was a gardener in Baltimore for a little bit. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, in 1906 was like kind of when Father Divine kind of like came into his like super religious being and like understanding what like his own thought processes and philosophies. So he was out in California when he stumbled upon the new thought movement, um, which he took and married it with his early interest in Christian science. Cause like throughout his childhood, he definitely did show that he was into the idea of like Christian science. Okay. Christian um, science meaning just the use of God as an explanation for like, wh- okay. yeah, that, yeah, for the, like what the world is and how it functions. The stars exist because God created them on like whatever the fucking first night or whatever. Just like, yeah. all right, that's what I just yeah. wanted to f- make sure that I was right. Yeah. So, so he, he had this whole understanding of Christian science that he was raised with. And then he found this new thought movement, which was based on ancient Greek, Roman, Egyptian, Chinese, Taoist, Vedic, Muslim, Hindu, and Buddhist philosophies and thinkers. Wait, what? <laughs> Just think about where those areas yeah. are in the world. So it's like Eastern, yeah, Eastern like understanding of philosophy, Eastern religion, okay, Eastern ideals. The philosophy itself is about positive thinking, stemming from this dude Charles Fillmore. Uh. Believers maintain that there was a concrete interaction between thought, belief, and human consciousness, 
and their effects on the human mind and body. Basically, the belief system asserted that negative thought would lead to unhappiness and internal poverty, which was reflected in the thinker's reality. So if you aren't thinking happy as fuck, you're going to get bad things coming your way. They believed God was everywhere and that true human selfhood was divine. So, like, the self was part of God. And fucking boy, do I think they would love, like, white woman infographics on fucking Instagram right now. Toxic positivity. (laughs) It's like... The New Thought Movement was essentially, like... The first toxic positivity. Okay. Or I don't know if it was the first, but like it's a very early form of toxic positivity. Yeah, and this dude was sure. like latching on to that. Yeah. But the other it's big- your fault you feel like shit because you woke up in a bad mood. And it's your fault that you woke up in a bad mood because yesterday you said something mean about yourself or your neighbor. It's like the weird, like just weird twisted karma. Very weird twisted forms of karma. Um, but yeah, they were, so like, there's that part of like this, like toxic positivity or just positivity, depending on how you want to look at it or how you digest that. But then there was also, God is like in everything. Like God is in you. It's in that chair. It's in those rocks. It's in that drink. It's in all the stuff. It's like animism. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, but so God is actually before beyond that the idea of a god is something that's like so much bigger than how people actually can talk about it okay but yeah it's this idea that there's like life force running through all things yeah like animism is basically thinking that all things have a soul yeah but or like a spirit when you're talking about it under the like umbrella of like christian god it was just yeah like god is in that rock it's like don't masturbate around that rock because it's more than life force it's the thing that made the life force okay yeah there's a piece of jesus in everything there's a piece of jesus in all dirt yeah and all little wormies but they also liked metaphysics laws of attraction healing creative visualization they talked a lot about life force personal power like yeah um so with this, I mean, he went out to California in 1906. He comes back in 1907 and became a preacher. I feel like he traveled a lot. As a like, I, it's kind of weird because I couldn't really find much of like too much about his early life. I guess I only read like certain things, but like Shh. what? I read all the stuff. I didn't even read all of God and Rolls Royce. I just read like specific chapters. <laughs> uh, but like. The, his, his early life doesn't really matter when you're talking about his cult because I don't want to like put this dude's personal life on blast. He, yeah. for whatever reason, became a preacher and he found this like new line of thought. He married it with his Christian beliefs and he was like, I'm going to go tell all these people about the new thought movement. It's going to be sweet or take these ideas and move them over there. Yeah. So in like 1907, he became a preacher and around that time he met this other dude Samuel Morris, who was from Pennsylvania. He claimed that he was the, quote, eternal father. Mm. So he ran into this dude, Samuel, and the guy was just like, I'm the eternal father. I'm your dad, dude. And he kind of was, like, really into it. <laughs> like, Father Divine was like, this guy knows what's up. This guy's my dad. This guy's my dad. My eternal dad. Actually, daddy. he does kind of play that. Whoa. Um, so he runs into this dude. The dude was unsurprisingly at the time, run out of a bunch of other towns. Um, Well, churches throughout Baltimore. And Father Divine was really into it. He started calling himself the messenger Mm. in response to this guy's 
preaching alongside the, the eternal father. Eternal daddy. Who actually became Father Jehovah. I don't know if that name means anything to you, but it might mean something to someone else. It's a name that pops up throughout like a lot of extremist Christian belief. Um, but then they met this other guy, John A. Hickerson, who referred to himself as Bishop Bishop, Bishop Saint John the Vine. I thought you were going to say Biscuit. Not Biscuit. <laughs> biscuit Saint John Divine. No, but he did call himself a saint before he died, which is like not a thing. I'm going to start doing that. Saint Hot Vodka. Yeah, that's me, dude. Pray saint to me. Saint Money Moss. Pray to me for all of your vodka needs. Oh, I hate when people dress up like nuns for Halloween, but like, if you do that, though. Gonna, yeah. Saint Hot Vodka, please help me get drunk tonight. That's May the me. vodka flow eternally <laughs> by your grace. Through your being. So yeah, they preached together for a bit, and then ultimately everyone was mad that they couldn't claim soul godhood. Yeah. Which is kind of a thing that a happens. Saint. Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone else, someone has to be the one true God. Like that's the whole fucking thing with this. Um, so Father Divine ditched, he moved south. Yeah, he went it. down to Georgia and he like and I feel like it has a lot to do with the times, but like he kept getting in trouble with the law. Like mm. he was running, like, and he was running. I mean, at this point, he wasn't doing it, but when he had like the cult, like he was, he was running like a. Though they were loud in some situations because there was a lot of people, he was like not really doing anything like too fucking shady. They were just giving him trouble, like throughout his whole preacher dumb. Do you think that's because, like, they didn't want somebody? Like, like a black man to have any sort of power, even if it is just preaching. Yep. And they definitely didn't want anybody to be, like, living under any sort of socialist or communist, like, mm. living situation, which yeah. is kind of what ends up happening. So he goes down to Georgia. Um, he ends up getting... Uh, sentenced to a chain gang for a series of conflicts with local ministers. Like, chain they just gang. were like, what the fuck? During his 60-day punishment, his first 60-day punishment, he began to state that several pr- prisoners who were involved in a recent auto accident were punished because of their disbelief in God and Father Divine. So this is, like, one of the first times he's like, I am telling you that because you did not believe in me or God, your friends are, like, now in the hospital. Whoa. Yeah. What a peen. Yeah. So he gets out and he starts preaching celibacy and the rejection of gender categories, which second part sounds cool, but ends up not being that fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, But this attracted a group, like a large amount of um, mostly black women, as women were looking for more independence in this time, uh, especially from the prescribed gender roles of like a Western ideals. And it, it, it makes sense that women who are being told like, I'm a... I'm gonna let you like have like a say in something would be like, oh, oh, yeah, and like at least listen, yeah, like for a minute. I'm gonna go see what this guy's talking about, but then all their husbands got pissed off. Ooh. Yeah, so they a whole bunch of local men ended up getting together and had him arrested for lunacy in 1914 because of what he was saying to their wives. That's wild that you can just be arrested for somebody being like, that guy's a loony. Yeah, like this guy's telling my wife she has ideas and like, we all know she doesn't. Yeah, come on, dude, just like lock him up. Would you like him to tell your wife that she has a say? Yeah, but... I mean, he kind of, he gets him. He gets him. Mm. 
He gets detained and booked, and he refused to give his name on record. He said that so they stated his name as John Doe, alias God. Whoa! Yeah, what? A, that's kind of toolish, though. I don't it's know. so <laughs> toolish, dude. <laughs> he just kept referring to himself as God. and was like, I will not give you my real name. My name is God. Yeah, so, like, his congregation's growing, his message is making it to the public, because he kind of keeps getting in trouble with the law, or at least this time he's in tr- he's been in trouble twice, um, notably, but he ended up getting pro bono representation for all of his legal troubles, um, and ended up being found uh, mentally stable, despite, and they wrote, maniacal beliefs. Cool. <laughs> I love the word maniacal. It's a good time, but he's just like, you think like ladies have ideas and should have rights. Like, you're a nut. How did, what a guy. How did he get pro bono legal? People were really interested in his religious message. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Like so many people were rallying around him because not only was this like a, a religious thing, it was all, there was also a racial component. So people had his back on like both sides of that and okay. like in that middle part too. Like, there were, like, multiple groups of people who were pumped on this dude at this time. Yeah. Um, he was super supported by his wife, who was a former follower named Pania. Pania. Pan- Paninia? I actually never tried to say that name out loud. Paninia. I'm not looking at it. I just was repeating the things that you said. <laughs> yeah. It's either Pania or Paninia. I might have typed it wrong. Uh, they were married sometime between 1914 and 1917. We don't really know much about her except she supported his religious and social endeavors and she was like super dignified. Like he was like high class dude, she was like high class lady. Aww. She was the first person to ever be referred to as Mother Divine and despite their marital status, they never fucked, but it their marriage did help like quiet these rumors that Father Divine was sleeping with his young followers, which is something that like a lot of people say about cult leaders a lot of the time. Like yeah, it happens like a whole like, like usually it's like the main point of the cult. But this one he actually wasn't he actually actively discouraged a lot of the rumors that were like circulating about him. It's kind of wild. Well, most people discourage rumors that are circulating about them or is is it just No, he like straight up has been preaching the opposite of all of the rumors that were being said about him to this point. Okay. He doesn't start openly preaching about stuff until like a little bit later and when the international peace movement is like solidified. This fucking is hand yeah. flavored sangria now. Dude, hand flavored orange. Dude, this fucking orange just keeps knocking all my shit over. I'm just trying to squeeze her. <laughs> but yeah, so over time he like got some people in his congregation to get together. They ended up buying land in New York. They were like some of the first black uh, homeowners in New York. They had really big problems with their German neighbors that were just being dicks to them. Mm-hmm. They ended up having problems with, like, the Klan at a certain point, too. Like, Whoa. all kinds of people were just fucking pissed off that there was, like, a congregation of black folks who were, like, buying land with their own fucking money. Yeah. Um, but sometime in, like, the early 1920s, a whole bunch of, a whole bunch more white folk would come in. Because he never, he, again, he accepted all races. And most of the white folks who were in any part of his church were like drug users fucking like prostitutes or people who have been charged with prostitution okay and fucking sex workers and people who were charged with prostitution and uh just like people who had no money so it's like 
this dude did always have white followers, but in like 1920, he like got like this huge influx of white folks who like started coming to his community house, but it was strictly through the new thought movement. Okay. So like all these people started coming from the new thought movement and they were like, this guy believes in God too. And it's cool. So like, we're doing the whole thing and we're doing it the Christian way. So this pissed off a whole bunch of people. They were like, sex cult, sex cult. He's like, this isn't a sex cult. It's not a big deal. And he put up this sign <laughs> on like the front of like one of, he puts it on the front of like all of his meeting houses, but it says, notice, smoking, intoxicating liquors, profane language, strictly prohibited. And I'm like, there's a sign. There's no way they could be doing that Not, shit. dude. No way. No. Also, cheers to that. Cheers to that, dude. <laughs> He also had weird rules about Bing. He also had weird rules about, like, times that they were allowed to do stuff at this time and, like, whatever. He was eventually... So he would bring people together and he would have these banquets, which were essentially bringing people together in this communal space that was either a property that they owned or a property that someone from the congregation owned. And he would be like, I got 15-cent meals for you. Mm -hmm. And he would feed anybody in the neighborhood that needed it. Sometimes these banquets got to be, like, 300 people. Whoa. Like, that's a shitload of people. And, like, they just moved a lot of their people, a lot of their community up to New York into this, like, kind of small town. So, like, all kinds of people were getting pissed off that there were, like, 300 people just, like, outside eating dinner and shit. Or even inside eating dinner just making noise. Where did he get- He got arrested again for it. Okay. Where did um, he get his money from? To just be able to move all these people around. So supposedly he didn't take money from any of his um, congregation, but there's a lot of indicate. He he straight up said no one takes tips or gifts. Like it's like against rule to mm-hmm. take any of like money from anyone else. But he did it. It's been indicated in a lot of ways that he did take a shitload of money from his parishioners okay i mean that would make sense i'm just like i don't understand how this guy has money to do like any of this yeah this dude had so much fucking money to throw around so this one time they got shut down for this party that they were having or banquet that they were having 300 people were there uh 78 got arrested 63 were black um and 46 pled guilty to disturbing this piece mm-hmm. they ended up getting slapped with a fine of five dollars each so you got what five times 46 Dude handed over a $500 bill, and the pl- <laughs> the cops couldn't make change. Good. And he said, keep it. <laughs> <laughs> like, he straight up was just like, whatever, broke ass. And then just walked out. I was like, that, it was such, that's I think that's move. such a baller yeah. move. Um, but yeah, so he was released again, and all kinds of people were like, this guy kind of fucking rules. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I'd be like, damn, that guy just helped me out. And yeah. was a baller about it. Yeah, and then because of that, he was able to change his... He, ad- he adopted the name Reverend Major Jealous Divine, which is in reference to a jealous God mentioned in Exodus thirty four fourteen. And I know you know your King James Bible, Havaga. I know you know this. Yes, I I have my Bible somewhere over there. But, like, that's a... <laughs> I have three generations of family Bibles. Which, I know. <laughs> what, the secret teachings of all ages? Yeah, that's my Bible, dude. Or is the the encyclopedia of demons in world religions <laughs> and cultures? <laughs> that one. one of those two books. Yes, that's my Bible. Um, 
But I don't know. Reverend Major Jealous Divine is like really, really long, and it also sounds fucking so military. Mm. Um, they it just does. all started calling him Father Divine. Yeah, They're it's like, such a long name. Such a long name. So in the 1930s, Father Divine and his congregation finally named themselves the International Peace Mission Movement. And this is when they started to like really like start writing shit down about what they believe. This shit amps the fuck up. Are we like, ready? I feel like peace and movement are always like whoa, whoa, whoa. If yeah, if it's like the peace movement for internet, like pick words. Either, either the one worldwide of them. doesn't need to be in there. Like, like green peace. Yeah, like I don't. If you have to remind me that you're peaceful, and like you love green, I don't believe you. You don't like green. You, you like blue. I, I talk to your mom. <laughs> At least they're there for the ozone, I guess. I mean, I I, I agree. It's all reflection of the light. None of it I'm actually just matters. Joking. So yeah, the International Peace Movement, 1931. Wow. Or prior to 1931, they maintained that there was no organizing body, only the mission and purpose of Father Divine on Earth. Oh. Okay. They maintained that each practitioner had an individual autonomous body, free of obligation or duties. And fees. Mm. Uh, the Peace Mission formed as a small, predominantly black congregation, as we've said, and grew into a congregation of a plurality of races at an international level with a goal of immediate salvation for all followers. So they were like, you come hang with us. God's going to love you forever. You're going to be super saved. Yeah, dude. You ain't going to hell or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ideologically, they hovered between, not or whatever. It's literally hell. It's like capital H hell. No, I mean, like, I said hell, meaning, like, whatever. Not, like, hell, whatever, never mind. You know, like, the reality of hell, which is, like, whatever. Um, Darkness. Not the Christian version of hell, which is, like, fucking shitty. But these guys hovered between Orthodox and revisionist realms of Christianity, so, like, they definitely believed in hell. True, true, true. Um, ideologic hell! Flames! Um, fire! Hellfire. So all he wanted to do was save everybody from hellfire and brimstone. Yeah. It is like a thing. He was, he really wanted to save like literally each and every person. Sexy Satan. But he wanted to save all Americans and the world and quote, I forget where I got this from. I'm pretty sure this is from peacemission.info, which is their website. Um but he wanted to, quote, restore America to its first principle and to drive out injustice and corruption and rededicate it to what he believed was the intent of the American Constitution and Declaration of Independence. That's so much to just, like... He took up the, he took up the idea of, like, God save America and, yeah. like, really went for it. Like, well, maybe that was the way that he thought that he could, because what's the time frame around this again? You said 19... 19- uh, it's, like, 1920s. So it makes sense why he's pumped on America, but like yeah. he really does just like he he is like if we save America, we will save the rest of the world. Yeah, but I mean I'm saying like the whole like being like extremely pro patriot while so, also being very like uh religious. religious, I feel like is a way to get people to follow you. It's a way to get people to follow you right now. So like it's weird because they actually weren't political. I mean, pe- until the Harlem riots. We'll we'll talk about it. like right, in, in in about fifteen about fifteen years from this time, this dude gets like pretty political. He starts doing some like pretty important shit. Yeah. Um. But at this point, it's kind of like he's just like 
a super libertarian dude who's like constitution forever man yeah don't tread on my peen and then <laughs> but like also god rules which like is actually the thing that we'll have a whole other thing about the uh re-christian dumbing of politics at some point i'm sure there will be a cult that like is a little bit more current and will show like how that happened but like there weren't a whole bunch of churches going around being like if we save america we're cool like it was such a weird western perspective yeah and he just wanted to save the world by making them christians um at this point, I do want to stop and talk about why this guy is, like, considered a cult leader. Because, like, to this point, aside from some of the, like, I am God, God stuff, mm-hmm. it really doesn't sound that it's ba- that bad. It gets worse. Yeah. But like, to this point, it doesn't sound that bad. Because I keep doing this thing where I'm just like, wow, man, that guy sounds kind of cool. And then and, I'm like, fuck. And yes, he is cool, but he does believe that he's a supernatural being. Yeah. He does believe that he is something so superior to everybody else that he has supernatural powers. But yeah, so most people consider him to be a cult leader because in the in an incredibly dumb way and very simple, and I'm missing a shitload of stuff here, and there's a lot of context, and that's important, but all religions start as cults. Um, when there's a deviation from any prescribed religious belief, it's adopt- and it, it is adopted by other members or outside peoples of that community you pretty much have a recipe for a cult. So you take something familiar and you make it spicy. And all of a sudden, you got a cult. Um, Yeah. Though not all deviations from religions are cults. Like, I don't don't want anyone to think that's what I'm saying. Um, But there is this guy, Dr. uh, Dr. Philosophy Stephen Allen Hassan, which I'm sure a bunch of people have heard about. Do you know about the bite model? He, he's the one who did the bite model of authoritarian control, undue influence, thought reform, brainwashing, mind control, trafficking, and the law. So this dude came out of this group called the Moonies. Have you ever heard of them? No, dude, you know so much more about religious cults <laughs> than I do. I have a very large thing for cults, <laughs> if you guys haven't realized. Um, so it's this, it's this, the Moonies are a universe, were also called the Universal Peace Federation. They inspired his work because he was part of this cult. Um, and he really worked on a lot of undue influence, social philosophy, hypnosis, and cults. The Moonies themselves were an anti-democratic right-wing organization that spread from Japan to South Korea. Whoa. In which members were, quote-unquote, programmed to die or kill on command and take over the world for God. Whoa. This is a model that a lot of people follow. The okay. bite model is something that people use to talk about whether or not someone is a cult leader or an abusive oh. leader. It's a person who has the ability to control behavior, information, thought, and emotion. Yeah, I mean, I'm- if you can take all of those, you could take control over somebody that is susceptible in that moment to being controlled. Yeah. Whatever that means. So he was one of the first people to be like, one person's cult is another person's religion. Like he was like, yeah, yeah this is. We got to, like, really jump in and dissect this and talk about it. So, basically, because of the bite model and our understanding of, like, cults and cult personalities, this dude fits really well into a cult leader. Nobody died at his hand. (coughs) Two people died under his watch. But he didn't influence anybody to harm themselves or others. So, like... When we think cult leader, we really do think someone harmful. But, like, the whole thing is this dude just 
not just thought he was God, because that's, like, a pretty big claim. Yeah. But, like, dude just thought he was God. Yeah. Like, he just wanted someone to be like, you're pretty cool. Um, so he checks all these boxes and claims godhood over his congregation, which is like a big no-no in Christianity. I don't know if you know this. Well, we're going to just say one true God is like a whole thing that they talk about a bunch. It's just like, like narcissistic behavior and tendencies. Like even if the man just thought that he was just God and he was godly and superior to all people and beings and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like this could have gotten worse. Have you ever met narcissists? Oh, I mean, so this Father Divine is wild because he influenced some of the most formative and like well-known narcissists of this era. Yeah. But like he himself was just like, I'm just trying to feed people, dude. You really think that? I mean, like I, I don't know. I think that the the concrete things that he was doing were beneficial over any harm that he did. He totally stole a bunch of money from a bunch of people, though. Yeah. He totally used his congregation to buy him land. I actually don't know if that's true. We don't really have any record of that. But, like, it's it's all indicated there. Like, yeah. he definitely was like, give me your money and, like, I'll help you out. But then actively was like, do not give me your money. It's this really Manipulation weird... Manipulation station. All right, I'll, I'll let yeah. you finish and then we'll talk about it at the end. Because, like... I don't know enough as as much as you do to really be making the claims that I'm making. I mean, we can just make wild claims all day. This is our fucking podcast. We get to do whatever we want. Also, can I claim some more of that sangria? Yeah. All right. So as we're pouring more sangria. You're pouring. Here, just put your glass out this way. This way? Yeah. Like. Oh, that's nice. Oh, my God. I don't even need the seltzer. You don't want it? Yeah, that's fine. I'm just going to drink this. It's berry seltzer. So. Father Divine was super successful in his mission and personal one for God status. He essentially got exactly what he wanted. And he was, at this point, becoming super reliable as a backing for racial equality. So a lot of people were like, hell yeah, we're into this. Additionally, he was like encouraging people to be economically independent, which was really, really big. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, especially in a city. Yeah. Like, that was huge. Um, And, like, fucking... I I said it sometime earlier this week. I'd call someone God if I was fucking hungry in this time. Like, I would sit there and really just listen to somebody, like, preach some nonsense. And this dude was just trying to say, like... uh, I mean, like, I get... There's definitely bad things that he was saying and good things that he was saying. But, like, this dude was just trying to preach his shit. And I would be like, 15 cents for some, like, high-class food? I'm in. Yeah, but it's also, like, you know, like, even what I said earlier, like, this dude was, like, definitely making moves to make people like him. Like... And it was 1920, and everybody was, like, in duress. Yeah, like, I don't think that I could be a person who would, like, blindly follow a cult, but, like, the things that you've said about him to me, like, if I ended up going to jail and all of a sudden he came up baller-ass, like, money like that, like, I'd probably be like... All right, bro, you bailed me out. you me out, I owe you. Well, so, so many people thought that way that I think he was like, let's get a little crazy with this. So, <laughs> let's get a weird. Let's get a little weird. So he started teaching the following. You ready for this list? Yes. <clears throat> Father divine is God. Heaven is a state of consciousness. Unity of the world's religion is the primary goal, but mostly under the form of Christianity that is his own. One is to remain celibate as they are in a marriage with God. Up to this point, we're like, Christian, that makes sense. 
Children shall be seen, uh, shall be raised by assigned guardians. Veneration of the U.S. flag and the use of English language shall be adopted worldwide. There will be no smoking, no drinking, no profanities or obscenities, no receiving gifts or tips. He would push for better education in public schooling and the abandonment of racial barriers. He believed in the power of communal property ownership and the donation of services and goods as they were beneficial for all. He encouraged communal socialism while discouraging marriage and mingling of the sexes. He encouraged fasting alongside act of consistent prayer, and he believed that he was fulfilling the biblical prophecy of the second coming of Jesus. So basically, he's a fucking square. You're not allowed to have any fun, no fucking, no drinking. No fucking, no you, drinking. You can't even say no fucking, you can't say fucking. You can't you can't curse, no drinking, no smoking. What was that last part? Oh, fasting. Um, which, he actively discouraged people from having kids. He didn't want people to get married. Like this is no like quiverful thing. This is no like we are reproducing for God, so we have yeah. an army of God. No, it's, it's he's just like no, like don't. Well, if you deprive people of of each other, that's an easy way of getting some, like, getting you in a better like standing point. If you like, only provide people with full community and not personal intimacy, yeah, it really, it really changes up human humans. I mean, even the fact the that like all of the children have to be assigned guardians, like you as like you don't raise a, your own kid, a parent like can't, yeah, raise your own child. Yeah, so, yeah, so he... Weird. Yeah, he what was a lot. square, dude. It just got big, I know. Um, so, big. But he did concentrate on the welfare of the underserved, and he, but he did this thing where he would, like, do the new thought thing, where he blamed people's individual economic, like, disparities on themselves and not the capitalist system as a whole, mm. especially a capitalist system that just came out of a fucking world war. Yeah. Like, actually, was that going on? Wait, what time? What's uh, the year uh, again? It was 1920 that he, like, solidified all this stuff, so no. No. We were just about to go to war. It was probably easy for him to say... No alcohol and shit like this because it was during Prohibition it time was frame. During Prohibition. But because like, then, uh, well, the you night- got all these floozies out at these fucking pubs. Oh, yeah. I should learn history better. Yeah, everything's right. booming. Right. Syphilis on the rise. Yeah. fucking black market liquor making you blind. Yeah, through the say roof. That. Fucking NASCAR was started for moonshiners. Dude, everybody's dicks falling off. They're put- yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then 1930s is Great Depression. What brought us out of the Great Depression was World War Two. So, I mean, kind of connected to that, I will say, like, Father Divine was a big advocate for workers' rights. Okay, this like, is he during was that like, time frame. Yeah. yeah, like, he did stand at least up to his congregation. He wasn't, like, super outwardly politically active at this time, but he was like, yo, like, everyone deserves, like, a good wage for good work. Like That makes cool. sense. I mean, honestly, like, thinking about it again is like, alright, shit, like, I didn't even think about, like, prohibitions during this time frame. So, like, some of the things that he's saying is, like, makes sense. There's yeah, a lot of he, people that were also thinking that way, so it's easy to grab these people. Yeah, and, like, it's before the time of, like, people really being worried about commies and socialists and yeah. shit. So his idea of, like, communal living will help us save everybody because... If we live communally, I'm going to feel bad if you don't fucking eat. Yeah. So I'm going to help feed you. I'm going to help teach you. I'm going to let you know. But yeah, I, so he did think 
He believed he could enshrine his religion into law and save the world through a righteous government. He was huge on the democratic process. Like, this dude, he believed in, like, the written-down first ideals of America. And, like, I don't necessarily want to fault him for that. But this was before a time that I can even, like, I only know America now. Yeah. The United States of America now. Like, I, that's all I know. To, to have this much belief in the democratic process is straight up mind-blowing to me. But he did blame a lot of stuff on people's sins and turning away from the run to God. Do you want to know what he blamed? Yes. Yes. He yes. believed that World War One and World War Two and the rise of all brooder dictatorships of the time were just because people were turning to superstition and technology. Oh. And that is like an almost direct quote. Um, he blamed sin for the rise in unemployment and individual displacement, the KKK, mm. lynchings, poor wages and other financial distress, unsanitary conditions of the cities in the surrounding areas, crowded cities, uh, disease, racial injustice and inequality, the fucking Holocaust, which I know like should be wrapped up in World War II, but I'm just going to say that separately because what the fuck? What the fuck? Yo. <laughs> no, dude, you can't bring up the Holocaust. Like, like, these are all things that he specifically said. They're not even things that he, like, alluded to. These are on the Peace Mission website now. Like now? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. my God. They are still saying that bullshit. Ew. <laughs> I know, and I'm sorry I just brought you down, but you want to go back to money questions? Because this is where I answer money questions. All right, that's fine. I figured this one was going to be weird, so we can get sad wine drunk. Let's get sad wine drunk. I should probably finish this. All right. So Father Divine would preach out of his and other people's private properties or businesses, and he would preach on his own time to whoever came about. He would just, like, start talking at your neighbor Susan's house, and if you showed up, you showed up. Mm. Um, They make a very large point on the website to state that the Peace Mission did not own properties, individuals and cooperatives did. And I really think that's a skirting of responsibility for the actual, like, state of the property itself. And, like, just, like, you deal with it. Oh, okay. Like, just maintaining everything? Yeah. Like, this dude could have been, and fuck landlords, but, like, this dude could have been, like, their landlord and been, like, the caretaker of all these places. He had so much fucking money. Yeah. But he was like, no. I bought you You know how you're a bartender? Yeah. You fucking pay for it. Like, oh. That means I gotta buy all the booze out of my own pocket? Looks like we ain't drinking. Yeah, but imagine if your (laughs) landlord was driving around in lavish cars and had expensive properties with all kinds of furnitures and niceties and was buying, like, some of the, like, most incredible food for town banquets. And how did he still get people to follow him? paid for the church that he preached in. Yeah, like, so, so did he really have people that manipulated and wrapped around his finger that they were just like, oh, yeah, it's fine, you and your fucking fancy-ass car? Apparently, because, like, and I think it may have had something to do with the fact that he was, like, one, you're an autonomous being. You're an individual that, like, deserves your own choices and, like, where you put the money that you make from the work that you get. I think he used a lot of this worker rhetoric to, like, yeah. really get people to be like, yeah. It's almost like a, and I hate to, like, use this phrase, but it's like a pull yourself up by your bootstraps and I'll be there for you. Worked at this time. Yeah. <laughs> like it. No, I mean, it really did. Yeah, Toxic. it's. 
It's fucking wild. But like when the same dude turns around when someone says, why are you driving a Rolls Royce and said, God gave it to me. Wow. I don't really fucking trust him. It was like, under his Christmas tree. It was right there. From daddy God. <laughs> Not even Santa. It was Just daddy. daddy God. Daddy God. <laughs> Brother Jesus. <laughs> Brother Jesus. I mean, I guess I didn't believe in the Christian I like you know, idea of Jesus. It's just God, right? Ju- well, no, they they did believe in oh, Jesus. Okay. They, so they believed all of Christian understanding, which includes Jesus. Okay, all right. Yeah, Sorry, they, they just... did the whole Bible. Cool. Oh, yeah, I guess I should have yeah. put that together, but but like smooth. I mean, when they were like, like, where'd you get this nice-ass car? He would just quote the Bible at them. Wow. Yeah. That's a move. It's a move. And like every time somebody asks me a question from now on, I'm going to Ephesians four thirteen. I wish I knew that. No, I'm gonna quote like like fucking chumbawamba at people. She drinks a whiskey She drinks a vodka drink. She drinks a lager drink. Piss in the night. Stop asking me about my tax information. Cider drink. Piss in the night away. I've also been kill your firstborn son. Pissing the night away. But yeah, so that that was like a very brief overview of what these fucking people believed. <laughs> but I shouldn't. I should stop referring to cults as these fucking people. I do it all the time. I'll just be like, these fucking people. These fucking guys. <laughs> They're just out here doing the thing. But yeah, I mean, we didn't really want to talk too much about his influences, but there's fucking notable. Like, this guy came out the fucking gate and had all these ideas and all these people were like, holy shit, this guy knows what the fuck is up. I love him. I love him. I can use his tactics. If you're a narcissist sociopath, you'll look at another fucking narcissist and be like, oh my God, I'm going to use what you just did. So there are some people that you might be familiar with. Might be. I like how uncomfortable you sounded when yes. you said that. Um, <laughs> Wait, Daddy should Grace. I, should I pour more wine? Yeah, probably. Well, my wine's not out yet, but like it might be soon. All right, let's, let's fill go. her up. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. The whole jug broke. So, yeah, he influenced Daddy Grace, Charles Harrison Mason, Noble Drew Ali, James F. Jones, or the Prophet Jones, Wallace Ford. I'm sorry, Wallace Fard. <laughs> Uh, Elijah Muhammad and motherfucking Jim Jones. So that is kind of how this got brought to us was somebody was like, this thing, this guy, this cult, Father Divine and the International Peace Mission Movement. And I was reading The Raven, which is about Jim Jones and the People's Temple. And I was like, I know that fucking name. I know that name. This guy really influenced Jim Jones. He basically stole... All of his shit. Yeah. Um, including performing miracles. Are you ready for some miracles? Miracles! Woo! More wine. This is blood. All right. So he performed all these miracles. Uh, the Peace Mission website states that he healed many people of their afflictions. Afflictions. Father Divine repeated that these miracles were the Holy Spirit working through him. So he was like, I'm going to take this Holy Spirit, I'm going to put it all through my loins and my bods, I'm going to funnel it into you, and you're going to be fucking safe. 
Religion is so weird. It's so fucking strange. You need. I'm sorry, you're God and you need a ghost to fix stuff for me? Um, spirit. So I can fucking uh, ask a spirit to do something for me, too. We already talked about ghost boning. Ghost bones. Yeah, could you imagine ghost boning the Holy Spirit? Whoa. <laughs> is it like fucking Superman? Would it blow you up? Do you think it's also just like basically masturbating with a cross? Because like father, I think that's son. Wait, father. Son, oh shit! Father, you have to do it. Spirit. Yeah, I thought the, I thought the spirit was on the bottom. Oh no, that's Jesus. Uh, that's why all these people that are like, I'm the second coming of Jesus. Fuck you and your wife mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a cross. Um, yeah. So like, he's got the Holy Spirit working through him, and at this point, it's like the 30s, right? Okay. So or, the Great in, Depression. In the 30s, this one newspaper wrote about. This incident. It was the Island News. One of the members described people who came on crutches who left dancing, blind folks leaving with optical function, and showing the quote-unquote mentally blind the light. So people were saved. They were also able to see all of a sudden, and they could use legs that were not fully functional before. See, the worst... According to a newspaper. The worst part is, like... This is all during the Great Depression. This is really getting a lot of people's hopes up that, like, really, really need a win. So fucking much. And he's he's walking around. He's like, I don't want publicity. I don't want anyone to, like, know about this. But his, his fucking congregation is talking to all kinds of people. Of course they are. Because he's sitting there saying, like, I cured human infantile paralysis. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna tell the fucking post about this. Are you serious? Is that more Apple? Cool. So his followers continued to give him like either all kind of credit or they were just sneaking around doing his work for him, pretending like he was the one doing it. Mm. But they claimed that he like never slept, was writing like hundreds of letters a day, had time to walk around the streets and be like doing mission work. This guy sounds like he's And serve food at these banquets. Yeah, and also be, like, the Holy Spirit or some shit. And, like, like also be God. Also, like, if... <sighs> you're not God if you still have to write fucking paperwork. Right? If you, like, if you have to not, write me a letter, like, you're not God. No. <laughs> it's fucking wild. But I'm returning, God. Time to sit down and write my novel I've been working on the past few years. Dude, God has been working on his screenplay for like <laughs> that's what it is. That's for like a I mean. hundred years, dude. Too many. More and he's had every Sunday off, and he, this lazy bitch. It's probably laundry day. Maybe that was rude. Mm. Wait, Sunday laundry day? I mean, it's his day off. I feel like he might take it easy on Saturdays too. Shabbat. I mean, like Shabbat, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. All right, so. This god wasn't taking any time off. The Peace Mission website claimed that he healed hundreds of people of blindness, birth defects, cancer, and consumption, which, like, yeah, that's how, like, long All ago we're alcoholics? talking about. Like, <laughs> like, that people still died of consumption. Mm. Um, I mean. There's still people dying of consumption. <laughs> I can, Father Divine, bless you all, you know. Um, hot vodka. But Same every. Everything that they account on the website is by spectators, not people who were actually healed. The only person 
on this website that I could find that was like a first case account just said that he saved her during an earthquake while she was sleeping. She like woke up and was like, Father Divine did this. She woke up out of her bed somewhere else and he's like, I got you because of earthquake. No, that was Mothman. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Damn, this is so intertwining. Yeah, it's a whole bunch. Um, wait, wait, hold up. So where are they right now? Mostly in New York. Okay, so they're... they're okay. Yeah, they're, they're getting to a point where they're about to, like, really spread internationally, but they're still mostly in New York. Okay. They do have a little bit of splintering going down, like, kind of south towards us. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1931, Father Divine had a super interesting year. So the KKK tried to burn down one of his properties. Whoa. In the same year that two of his members in neighboring houses in Suffolk County in New York, I think it's New York, I hope it's New York, maybe I'm wrong, attempted suicide after a public meeting. One of them, like, succeeded. Whoa. Yeah. So two people in neighboring houses were like, we're going to off each other on the same night after this public hearing. I couldn't figure out why. Whoa. But it was super fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. And that was after the KKK had come? It was all within the same year. Okay. I got both of these accounts from the Peace Mission website, which is super weird that they would be like, two people were trying to commit suicide. (laughs) Like, I feel like I'd try to hide that if I was, I don't know, a cult. Yeah, me too. But, like, I'm not a cult, so it's fine. It would be cool if we were one whole cult, though. Like, just intertwined? Sure. Like... I picture me and you being on each other's shoulders and eventually morphing into one. Can we one. put on a trench coat? Sure. Cool. We can take turns, too. Um, uh, all right. That seems fun. Let's <laughs> get weird. Uh, but yeah, so Father Divine was eventually tried in court for, like, a bunch of, like, weird little, like, misdemeanor type things, it seems. They're just, like, trying to get him for anything. They're just, like, yeah, they're just, like, mad that this dude's, like, preaching, I guess. Yeah. Um, he was sentenced to a year in prison and $500 for disturbing the peace. I'm pretty sure that probably had something to do with one of the banquets. Um, most of the testimony was thrown out, though, because the entire jury was white and the judge died two days later of a heart attack, which then Father Divine was like, maybe if he thought I was innocent, he wouldn't have died. Whoa. This motherfucker was like, this guy died because of me. You don't think there was any foul play, right? Like, there could, there's no possible It was a heart way. attack. Like, it was, okay. like, a confirmed definite heart attack. Like, like 1920 standards, though? You trust 1920 standards of autopsies? First of all, it's the 1930s. Second right, of so- all, probably not. So... <laughs> I mean, you know... Second is- of all, I probably don't I don't believe anything they say, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you're right. So, supposedly... What if he murdered him? That murdered? Is that what you said? Yes. What if he murdered... Murdered him with the heavens. Murdered him with Jesus. But, like, the dude did have, like, heart problems. I'm, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. It was just a question that I it had It does to seem ask, like cause... this dude did die of natural causes, and Father Divine was like, <clears throat> you better let me go. And, That's like, what happened. Him. Yeah. That's what happens when you fuck with the Father Divine. Yeah, so like during his with sentence, he became even more inspired by the Constitution, even more totally into the Declaration of Independence. He was like, fuck yeah, he, I'm a patriot now. Went to jail, became a patriot. As with, you know, regular American stuff. <laughs> you go to jail, you love America for it. But yeah, he got out and he started buying a whole bunch of hotels, which he started referring to as heavens. Oh, cool. 
Right. Like the divine, I picture divine the rain when I go, when I picture like when I go to a shitty ass motel, it's it's heaven, dude. It's dude. I'm like, what is this? A double tree? I'm in. Like he would do the same thing he did with the divine the rain here. He would put up large fluorescent lights in all that same text and mm. put divine something. Divine Sarah. I think one of them was called Divine Sarah. I don't know why I think that, but I do think that might be right. But it looks, the signs of all yeah. of them look the same. I mean, I know I've, I personally have never been to exploring when like the Divine Lorraine was abandoned, but I know plenty of people that have climbed up way too high up the Divine Lorraine. Oh, I know signs, people who shot. Like, music videos far yeah. too high on that building that I'm like, you brought a whole camera crew up there? And then also how. the instruments? I don't know if anybody knows, but exploring abandoned buildings is kind of creepy. One time I did. And I'm going to say it's sketch of shit. I found a dog skin. What part? A whole skin. <laughs> it was drying out on a board. That's Satan. That's yeah, what that is. That's it's Satan. It has to be. We gotta get to that person was definitely gonna sell that for that's fucked up. Yeah, dude, it was like so. That's what I'm saying. Like the divine Lorraine sounds creepy as shit. That's why I was kind of surprised I had a hard time finding like paranormal shit. Yeah, but I did find all this. Like it is kind of fun. Mm. This dude was kind of like just love me, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like. No, no, no. no. We're more than welcome to talk about dogs again. That's at Fifth and Masters building, which they're now turning into apartments. So, by the way, if you live at Fifth and Masters, Move. weird shits happened there. <laughs> um, yeah, weird shit. I forget how we got here. Now I'm sorry. I know. I'm- I don't know. So maybe I'll just go to the next sentence, which is wait. What was right before? What were you saying right before? He started buying all these hotels. Oh, one of them was in New Jersey. So he bought this one in New Jersey in Atlantic City. Literally just so black people could access the beach, which is, like, kind of pretty fucking awesome. See, that's what I mean. It's, like, every time I'm, like, wow, this guy's a piece of weenies. Yeah, and, like, like, same time as he bought that property in Atlantic City, they, as a congregation, became the largest landowning black community in New York. Yeah, I mean, it's, It's, like... It's so wild, like... It's, like, good causes, good, like, thoughts... Maybe. So, like, the re- the religious restriction, the restriction that comes out of religiosity is, like, super fucking problematic, but this dude really did do a lot for, but- like, uh, uh, the forwarding of racial, like, equality in this country at this time. It's, like, I did not expect any of this. But, like, and, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, when I think of other cults, like, there's not a good thing I can pinpoint out of another cult. I can tell you 20% of their sermons have relatively okay-leaning stuff. Yeah. Like, even, and, like, I hate to say it, but, like, even Jim Jones had his fucking moments where you're like, wow, man, you really just do want people to be equal. I guess, But as long as they're equal under you, and that's the biggest problem with cults, is you guys are all equal, but I'm better than you forever. I am God. I'm that big G, dude. In the same year, Father Divine aligned himself with the Communist Party despite being an outspoken capitalist because of their commitment to civil rights. Like, he was like, we need to listen to these dudes. And the Communist Party looked at him and was like, we don't care what you say. (laughs) Like, they just were like, okay, dude, whatever. Like, whatever. Jesus, man. um, But this was... It was (laughs) kind of... Whatever, Jesus, bro. 
But like, this was the first time he ever became like outspokenly political, and he endorsed the Communist Party. Did you eat an apple? That apple was filled with vodka. <laughs> it's all vodka. My, the first apples conduct vodka. Oh yeah, it's science. That's actually how vodka is born. He juice an apple, <laughs> but it's oh, yeah. only the Hell's Apple. Hell's Apple. Mm-hmm. Oh, the that's where vodka from comes from. Yeah, it's the apple from hell. So up until this, up until 1935, um, the congregation remained fairly apolitical outside of this like Communist Party endorsement. In 1935 was the Harlem riots. Uh, the riots started when a 15 year old black and Hispanic kid, their name was Lino Rivera, was murdered by the Harlem PD Ooh. for. I'm sorry, I have a hard time like even having this moment. For a 10-cent pocket knife that he stole. Um, Over the course of the riots, four people died, and there was a million dollars in property damage. It was one of the, like, largest-scale vandalizations of a – or even just violent political acts from a community that created – uh, some of the most like amounts of damages until more recent years than like any other riot of the time, and it was obviously racially driven. So Father Divine was like, "Yo, that that baby should not have had that moment." No, and that was the moment he was like, "I'm gonna become a little bit more political. I'm gonna start talking about this stuff." But of course, a couple years later, white people fucked it up. Mm. Mm. Guy John Hunt, old white millionaire. Because, like, I don't know if I'd said this, but the cult itself, the peace mission, the international peace mission got a lot of, like, artsy-fartsy types. So there was this, like, white millionaire dude who was part of this cult who kidnapped a 17-year-old girl and took her across state lines where he raped her and renamed her the Virgin Mary. Oh, my God. His intent was to impregnate her with the quote-unquote new redeemer by quote-unquote immaculate conception. Yeah. Ew, what a fucking skis ball. But Father Divine was like, get down here. He was like, you're coming to New York. And he helped the family locate the daughter because... He was able to get in contact with Hunt, who was being, like, super fucking weird. And he was like, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously he's being weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a fucking pedo and a rapist. Mm. Um, but by the time they were able to locate their daughter, again, with help from Father Divine, she was super brainwashed into believing everything that Hunt said. No. She really did believe that she was, like, the Virgin Mary. No. Um, Virgin Mary means you don't. No yeah pee-pee. it's fucked um but hunt was eventually found and sentenced to literally only three years in prison but Yo, father what? divine was the one that pushed for it like, for for the three years was father divine was the one that pushed for prosecution he had no control over See, that's what, I mean. what the hard. jury said but it's it's hard to... <sighs> i mean i guess he stole a bunch of money and brainwashed a bunch of people too but like yeah so because, I mean, that exact sentence is, like, kind of important. At this point, all the, like, the public, because this was a very widely understood case. A lot of people fucking heard about this. They were like, oh, your followers are stupid, gullible, and violent. So, like, all of a sudden it was back to, like, the beginning where he was 
publicly being shamed for the actions of his the actions and non-actions of his followers. I mean, not for nothing. Maybe vet your people, but like maybe also, vet your fucking people. This guy's a creep. I mean, I the other the other hand though, like that guy was a millionaire. He had a bunch of money. He was a a big asset, which is what happens with people that have money is that all of a sudden they're treated differently than everybody else. And maybe that was part of these things. Maybe that was part of the like shtick where like he was like, "You're poor. You do not have that much money." You don't give me money. And then was just taking it from these millionaires who came in on the other side from the New Thought movement being like, oh, you got money. Like, give me your money. Yeah, of course. And they're like, eh, dude, no problem. I mean, it doesn't mean shit to me. I would have done that too. I mean, like, honestly, like, Divine, like, Father Divine, without me being, like, grandiose and narcissistic and thinking that I'm God, like, sounds like somebody that I no right like it's just like man you might just want to help people but at the same time like i don't know this fucking dude also he may have just been like i just want to control people yeah like, i don't really care what the outcome is i was about to say like robin hood like um yeah complex where it's like steal from the rich give to the poor but like th- right what so makes control it- the rich to give it to the poor i just want to control that guy yeah he was really good at getting people to listen to him and like this was a, almost 100 years ago at this point. He started over 100 years ago. He was born over 100 years ago. Yeah. So, like, I don't really want to pretend like I sit here and, like, understand where he's coming from. But, like, the dude seemed to have been, like, kind of trying to do a sort of Robin Hood thing. Where he was like, you're rich, give me your fucking money. Maybe we're wrong. I mean- Maybe we're wrong. Who knows? Who cares? Hey, who knows who okay. All I know is at this point, he started getting publicly shamed for not visiting his wife more than once a month because Pania, Paninia, was, like, dying of a weird illness. Oh, shit. And he was, like, still going around preaching, and his followers started calling him out. So this person, who's referred to as Faithful Mary, publicly called him out for defrauding followers to maintain a richer lifestyle and accused him of numerous sexual allegations including coercion so this was like of faithful Mary was the first person to come forward inside the congregation to be like this guy may be like sexually assaulting and stealing from his congregation damn yeah and then there was a person verinda brown who sued him as well claiming that they entrusted their entire savings to him and he did not return any of their money but he was ordered to pay back the money in 1942, but he fled to Pennsylvania. Wow. So that's how he got here. That's the Divine Lorraine. Yeah. Um, he If he did go back up to New York, it would only be on a Sunday because you can't serve subpoenas on a Sunday in New York. What? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So right after this, it was 1936. There was a person who stepped forward and was like, I'm his mom. <laughs> She said, I'm from Hendersonville, North Carolina. I am the mother of Frederick Edwards, who is Father Divine. He abandoned his wife and his five children and have literally no proof of this claim, but sat there and was like, I'm going to talk about this. So publicly somebody came out and was like, God has a mother. Peter Pan's got kids. His response, God has no mother. Hmm. That's how we got out of this shit. 
I, I hate that. I hate that. Because you know what? Peter Pan does have kids. And God does have a mother. <laughs> Peter Pan's got kids? Uh, the, the whole five kids thing just kind of threw me for a loop more than the mother thing. I don't really understand what's happening. Like, it's just... He's, like, going around the whole country preaching. Guy comes in the news, and then all of a sudden someone's like, this is my husband, of, or my son, who has a wife with five kids. And he was just like, see you later. Which, like, we don't know much about his beginning life. I don't fucking know. I don't want to make any accusations or claims. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. little sketch. Weird. From the beginning. I don't know which part is sketch, but this could be one of the parts that's sketch. Maybe he became a god to get away from his family. Maybe. But in the same year, he was writing a bunch of anti-lynching laws. Not a well. One got through, and his words were used. But there was a lot of publicity around this dude. So, like, to have someone be like, "You owe, you owe me an explanation. You gotta be my kid." I'd be like, eh, "I kind of get it." If that was his mom, I get it. I mean, obviously, he didn't care. Clearly not. He had the Bible to save him. Um, but he did write, um, the righteous government platform in this year, which is an anti-lynching bill that called for the end of segregation and capital punishment. It is one of the reasons that folks to this day still consider them to be an, the international peace mission movement and father divine to be an integral part of the civil rights movement. So like they'll pop up during like historical study of the civil rights movement. Wow. Yeah. Um, but after several plants were sent into his meeting for, to search for legal substances, articles, or actions in 1938, he was cleared of all criminal charges. And that was around the time that his wife started feeling better. Uh, Faithful Mary redacted everything that they said, um, and ended up actually begging for his forgiveness, which like... I hate the idea of... Baby. Could go either way. Yeah. Like, it's like, if she felt badly and, like, whatever, but it doesn't really seem like that's what it was. It seems like she really didn't really have any place to go, which makes me think that Faithful Mary in the first place was probably totally telling the truth. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was, that's what I was going to say. It's like, I hate the idea of begging to somebody that, like, is potentially... Like abusive, potentially abusive, and also your only like only connection to some sort of comfort. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Like it's hate it. It's yeah. It makes me feel icky. So he moved to his he moved to Pennsylvania with his wife, and she ended up dying around 1943. I just said that with a tone of no class. Yeah, I was about to say rip (laughs) right after that. Yeah, no, that was bad. Like, but I'm sorry. It just happened. Um, but they can. So I keep using this word move, but they definitely seem to have been fleeing. Uh, there was a lot of legal and financial trouble that was chasing them. And it seems like they were just like, we gotta be out. We gotta Bye. go to Philly. And <laughs> See then, you later. Yeah. And then Benny Ann just died. Um, but so that was 1943. Three years later, 70 year old. Fucking Father Divine. Damn, he and was that old? Yeah, you're right. Hold up. Yeah. What time did you say? Uh, 46. Yeah. Damn. So he's Damn. 70 years old. He married a 21-year-old Canadian woman mm. named Edna Rose Richings 
in a service referred to as the marriage of Christ to his church and the the fusion between heaven and earth. And like, please keep in mind, he did not fuck his first wife. He is now 70, marrying a 21-year-old, and it is now a holiday celebrated every April as an, quote, international interration universal holiday of the divine marriage. They celebrate the day that this 70-year-old... Ew! Fucked this 21-year-old. What's that fucking Big Daddy quote about the saggy balls? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. Fuck. But it's saggy balls. That's all I got. It's the saggy balls and I don't like it. I hate that. Um, Additionally, she was an immigrant. And they waited until their visa expired to even tell the church. Ew. That's shady. I guess I didn't it's realize... It's shady as fuck, and I don't like it. I guess I didn't realize how because... how old he was throughout the time frame that you're talking about him, because, like... He's 72 when he gets yeah, the like Divine ni- Lorraine. 1940s, 72 years old? Like, that's that's pretty old. Also, he hasn't even bought the Divine Lorraine yet. This is just, like, the when, cult when throughout he... New York that he's, like, yeah. creating. Wild. Um, So... She would soon become known as uh, the second mother divine and the reincarnation of Pania, which is the first time he ever mentions reincarnation, and it is the only time he ever mentions reincarnation. This is the part that I know. Like, I knew I knew that. I knew that he had a first wife, and I knew that his second wife, the only reason why he had a second wife to prove to his congregation that he wasn't wrong. Right. And, like, doing anything bad was the fact that his second wife was the reincarnation, which literally makes no sense. And my blood boil. It makes everything (laughs) feel bad. Like, uh, like, that's not how reincarnation works. That means you're fucking up. You also don't get to just pick and choose who and what gets reincarnated. Which makes me think, like, all right, fine, they didn't bone for his like first marriage supposedly but like who is he boning because i doubt that man not man he's got all kinds of allegations coming from all kinds of places being like you're in a sex cult but there's like no real actual evidence of that them being a sex cult it it could also be like a weird brainwash thing but like there's no way that that person went as long as they did up until their 70s until they finally boned they married a 21 year old yeah. They yeah. were fucking something. That's what I got. That's what but I got. I'm trying to hear. I'm just sitting here trying to present the facts. The facts. That I have found. But these are the and facts. And it's all leading to me being like, this guy really just used people. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. He, in 1948, buys the Divine Lorraine. Well, he buys the Lorraine and then renamed it the Divine Lorraine. In line with the rest of his properties, and the Lorraine became a place for social welfare activities provided by the movement. Same as everywhere else. So the 10th floor was converted into a place of worship, which, like, sorry for anyone who lives on the 10th floor. That's got to be fucking weird. Um, And the kitchen was on the first floor, and that's where they provided low-cost meals. So, like, the Lorraine came in kind of super late to this cult. 
Mm-hmm. They sort of just bought it up, fixed it up, already knew what they were doing. And I think that might be part of the reason that, like, there's not much question or there's something to the fact that I have lived here for almost 10 years and you have lived here for your entire life and you did not know that there was a cult in the Lorraine. No. And I think it has something to do with the fact that they were, like, established. True. They knew what they were doing. They came in here. They flipped it. They knew congregation space goes here. Communal eating space goes here. We're set. We're ready to go. We're an established cult. Let's do this thing. Well, I also think a little bit of it has to do with the fact that we know about cults that have mass murder involved. Yeah. And this dude's just out trying to provide, like, goods and shelter and food and, like, stuff. At least on the surface. Yeah. Surface level seems good. So nobody's going to look at him as a cult. But and he's also not uprooting his people to a totally different foreign place. I mean, New York to Pennsylvania is not that far. No, but if he had some things spread out, like you said he did. So anyone who, of those like 2 million people, his main congregation was his main congregation. They were okay. the ones that followed him from New York to Pennsylvania. Okay. He did have people listening to him in Switzerland and like throughout what? the What? Damn. Kind of wild. Um, but, like, he did have people listening to his, like, mission and people that believed in him. But, like, it wasn't, like, a lot of other cults where people would be like, I'm moving to where you're at to be with you. Yeah. Okay. They were kind of just, like, listening to his word. Because I, I honestly think it had a lot to do with this, like, marriage between the New Thought movement of positive thinking and Christianity. I think that was, like a pretty integral point in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so he, he moved to PA, did the whole thing, converted this hotel into a church and then kind of just like skirted by for a while. Yeah. And like did his whole thing. He was only making the news. Like sometimes he, he claimed that (laughs) one of the biggest things after some of his like court hearings was that he claimed to have created the hydrogen bomb. (laughs) Cool. He was cool. like, that was me. That's me. And that was the only news coverage that he got after buying the Divine Lorraine, which I think is weird. Uh, but then he got sick. Um, he wasn't able to participate in a lot of the civil rights movement because of his health. But he also, I'm not sure if he actually would have participated in a meaningful way outside of writing anti-lynching laws because Around this time, when his health started to decline, he started just actively saying he's not black. Um, yeah, he okay. He he became outspoken spoken about racial labels. He wanted people to just remove them completely. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think, I thought it was just like I, no, I, he was just like none. It was a colorblind thing, which yeah. now we know is damaging and like not fucking cool. Yeah, but. Like, he was one of the first people in this time to be like, I don't see labels, dude. Mm. And, like, yeah. It's, That's a better way of putting it. Because at yeah. first I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, like, he, he, never mind. It <laughs> was a time, it was a very, like, thoughts of the time thing were still coming into sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, but he ended up dying in 1965. At his Woodmont estate that was purchased by his congregation. Holy fuck. 1965? 1965. Dude was old as shit. 
old as fuck and like lived through such tumultuous times to be able to have had like anybody just be like, I'm gonna listen to you during any of this shit is wild. That's crazy. He died after my dad was born. That's fucking weird. That's weird. To me. Um, but yeah, so I mean, skip forward like 30 years, 1999, the Lorraine ends up closing. <laughs> um, so Rip. the International Peace Mission Movement did sustain um property ownership of this until 2000. Wow. So they were functioning after his death. Mother Divine kind of took over. Mother Divine being Edna, not Beninia, but also also Beninia because it. Edna, yeah, because it if is they're intertwined. Beninia. That's the wife that I line. know is like I, I've never heard of Father Divine, but I've heard of Mother Divine. So like, yeah, and that's kind of his second wife is the one that like I, that's the only person that I've ever heard of. Yeah, um, that's kind of wild because I like the exact opposite. Where I was like, oh, Mother Divine, that sounds vaguely familiar, but Father Divine is like there for me. Yeah, um, but yeah, so in two thousand six, the building was sold. And they converted it to apartment buildings, which the project was never finished, but they did manage to remove a whole bunch of furniture from before the time and, like, paneling and salvage some of that stuff. They ended up selling it off to, like, local vendors. Um, But years before that, people did start finding it to be a place. Like, as it was abandoned, people were like, well, we're going to spray paint up here and, like, film music videos Mm -hmm. and, like, do all kinds of stuff. Then in 2012... They put it up for a monthly sheriff sale, and it was bought by a developer, Eric Blumenfield, who purchased the building and then paid off the all of the taxes and lien for about $8 million. It's like a lot. Didn't the, it almost get million. bought by Will Smith? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm pretty sure there was a point in time where Will Smith was going to buy it. But yeah, like that's the problem about like buying a building like that. Like... It's yeah. There's eight, but well, it's ten eight million dollars of not even just repairs, just eight million dollars of liens. Yeah, taxes, Fuck. all like, those back taxes that that church never fucking paid. Damn, dude. Yeah. Um. So 2015 comes around. There's a massive renovation project, and like a lot of these weird renovation projects are the reasons that I'm confused about why there's not more hauntings. Because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. just like, you're just like knocking down people's lives. Uh, but they were planning to convert it into rental units with restaurants at street level, like the rest of fucking Philadelphia right yeah, now. Yeah. $31.5 million loans, a 35.1, whatever, was given out for the restoration. They just halted that. They were like, we're good. But the Philadelphia Historical Commission pushed to restore the building to its 1933 glory, and that was what kind of stopped it. The Historical Commission came in and were like, no, we want to keep it the same. You can't you can't make it different. I just think that... Are you going to break that drumstick? I just think that there's better things that we could be doing with our fucking money. I mean, it ended up working out. Today Whatever. you can live there in apartments... I think it's like divinelorraine.com and you can just get an apartment there. Hey, if you got $3,000 that you can spend a month. You I can, didn't You could th- come to my brewery. It's four blocks away. If you've got three, hey, 3K, also, come there, tip me. There's also a restaurant on the floor level, which I knew somebody who worked at. He's one of the regulars at Lucky's. Ooh. And 
some of this got brought up with him where I was just like, yo, you work at the Divine Lorraine? What's uh, what's Hauntings like, dude? You got any weird stories? And he straight was like, why does everybody no. ask me that? And I was like... Because you work at the Divine Lorraine? It's, one, it's a very old building? I think that's when we just all assumed that it was haunted. I mean, it was... I ha- definitely like, assumed that it was, and yeah. it is not. It's just this guy. It was abandoned. It was... There were so many people in and out. Like, I'm sure people died in there, and, like, probably not, like, good deaths for mm. all of it. But, like... And the amount of abuse that happened there in its early time frame. Like, I guess just everybody assumed that it was haunted. And when I asked him about it, he was like, nah, I haven't had anything weird happen. Why does this, why does everybody ask me that? Fucking loser. Everybody asks that question. Well, maybe it's because the occult is still, like, alive. Maybe. And and they moved. So, like, they're no longer really in the Divine Lorraine in... Like the early 70s, 72, 73, Jim Jones came around and tried to like steal all the followers from Mother Divine. Mm-hmm. And like maybe the like, we need to relocate. They straight changed some out. of it. Oh, yeah. No, she was a badass. She, she was, was like, like you nah, do not you. get to have any of this. She laid claim to her followers and was like, no, which is like, in retrospect, fucking really good for her and the followers. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, they still own property. There's not really a centralized group anymore. They're kind of broken up, but like they did sustain themselves for a while. Also, sorry if this episode is really long. I got really into it and couldn't figure out where to stop. It's fine, dude. This is our first cult. I understand it being long. I mean, we're good. And now I know not to go into early lives. <laughs> So if any of this sounds weird to you folks at home, it's probably because I talked a lot about his early life and we shouldn't do that. It's fine. I mean, I, I like you did what you do best and you do your research best. Now this is going to turn the end into a loving podcast. And love. we are in love. I have to pee. In like I would eyes. love to pee. I have to pee in really bad too. eyes of a stranger. Arms. I said eyes. I said eyes of a stranger, which makes Arms me feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, that was the Divine Lorraine. It's not what I... It was so much more than I expected. But it's also not what I expected it to be. Like, I straight really thought that the Divine Lorraine is... Like, we were going to find hauntings. Which is why I was putting it off. Because I was like, the the Divine Lorraine... Is stupid. No, it's just very, like, on... Like, too on point. Yeah. So I was... But then when I heard there was a cult, like, literally what happened was I was getting my hair cut. And somebody told me that. And then I That's called, what it was. And then I called you about it and was like, did you know? And I can't not just be like, I need to figure out exactly what's going on with this cult leader and then also all of the people in this cult. Because like I I have a really I have a really hard time even like telling any part of the story without going into the whole story because I'm like it's a really complicated thing. Well, I mean, like, like the I have, dude did a lot. I have complicated feelings about it because I feel like he did do a lot of really like good shit for the community and also just like minorities and black people as a whole. And no one's dead. Yeah, other than those two people that committed suicide. Like a lot of the times, these like this cult leader sounds great and he's doing really good and we're really always proud. Also, find it funny that I just used the pronoun he, even though it's very <laughs> accurate. Um, but like 
you, you get to a point where you're just like, oh, and that's where the killing began. And there is no that's when the killing yeah. began. It's just a cult that existed in our city. We gotta wrap this um, up. We're just talking at this point. Yeah, I mean, we both have to PP, but like, email us at area underscore. Wait, no. Area215 underscore pod at gmail.com for further questions, complaints, and concerns that you have strictly about this one. I feel like we're not going to get any emails. Yeah, I'm sure we won't. This was a flawless episode. You fucking plebs. We nailed it. It's fine. We're great. Um, But, you know, if you like what you hear, like, continue listening or subscribe, whatever. Like, if you can, that'd be tight. Um, we also have Patreon, Instagram, and Twitter, that which we hardly use Twitter, but just literally type in Area215 and you'll eventually find us. We're about to piss ourselves. Yeah, dude. So uh, here's the Divine Lorraine and our weird blood moon sangria. Or- Hope you liked our first cult, not cult. No yeah. one died. Cult, that, not I'm cult. still upset. We're going to do a cult where someone dies. I know, but it was like the first. It, it's a Philadelphia cult. It's a Philadelphia cult. So like, cult. that's why we did it. So I shouldn't hope for people I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. All um, right. This is uh, Sam Hot Vodka. This is Aaron the Two Inch Punisher. Obviously, Thomas. This is Area 215. C. Music and Nova Kennedy. Can I do a new sound? Okay, whatever. <laughs>